0: repeat we're not saying this is bad because of its origin oh that's part of the problem it's bad because of its continued unbiblical false view of of truth
1: welcome to the walk in truth minisode a step closer where pastor michael lance and others on the walk in truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a christian perspective you'll also get a chance to get to know the team now let's get into today's topic Raise your hand, or if we have another question to post, uh, we can do that. Do you have any more? Okay. Are personality tests in general too self-focused, or should we just avoid the ones that have occult origins? So in other words, we talked a little bit about the Myers-Briggs, but then I heard someone say that even Myers-Briggs might have some occult origins. I don't know for sure. But what do you think about personality, personality tests in general? I will say this. I remember that Scientology used personality tests to get in the door with people and then dupe them into the cult. Yeah, sorry again, I'm
0: a four, I'm really skeptical. Um. (laughs) Look, you can do the five love languages. I think there are some truths about us. There are certain types and personalities, just like there is an epistemology, theory of knowledge, what you know and how you know it. I won't go there, but most of you are either rationalists or empiricists. A few of you are rational empiricists. Most of you think I'm speaking in tongues, so I'll let it go. <laughs> but, but seriously, there are categories. But the problem is when I start saying, yeah, but Lord, I'm this, and I, uh, this is who I am. And God said, no, you're not. You're a new creation in Christ. God is sanctifying me. I'm be, to be renewed day by day by the trans, again transforming of my mind from image to image, from glory to glory, even by the word of God, the spirit of God. And so the problem is it becomes deterministic, like a person who says, well, I'm a scorpion or whatever. And so then they start saying... Scorpio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> scorpion. They're the, kind of scary. The good news is... <laughs> I just got bit by that one or stung. Well, it's because you haven't gone beyond being yeah, a four. But, but ex- exactly. Yeah, I only got the three, darn it. Um, that's just it. But it, it, it puts too much credence into that stuff rather than the living God. So it's okay to recognize your personality types. My wife has a certain love language. I think it's really true in general. But it, to make it absolute and this is it. But here's the irony. So say Gary Chapman in his book, The Five Love Languages... When he's done, he doesn't go, Oh, that's all bunked. <laughs> you're really all of these or none of these, whatever. These guys are saying at the end of the day, that's ego fixation. You think you're doing the work going through the personalities, the, the nine, and they're saying that's the problem. You're fixating on this and not who you really are, the divine. So they, at the end of the day, they said, You don't really get it, what it's all about. Chapman or other tests, Myers Briggs doesn't say that.
1: Now Jillian Lancor I've been sharing parts of her testimony says this that when you you get a number you can use that number as an excuse for sin. So basically I'm this number so this is why I respond this way and you just need to get over it because that's what I am. And so this this test has proved me out to be this number and so you should expect that when I react this way, it's because I'm this number. Everybody with me? Instead of me admitting that I'm a sinner and probably need to repent every day for things that I do, I, I just lean on the number to become an excuse. I'm not saying that everybody's doing that, but I'm saying that's one thing that she shared that can be an easy default. Well, I'm this way because I'm this number. And so just get over it and accept me for the seven that I am, or whatever whatever it might be. Okay, next question. What advice could you give to family members who are pro Enneagram, even if they're a strong Christian who feels this can be a useful tool for relationships?
0: I think you've pretty much. Yeah, just another shot at it, though. So. I had somebody who's involved in this, and I said, well, I have two articles. Would you read these for me? And if they're wrong, could you correct me? Because I apparently don't understand this according to you. So would you help me out? And so I give them the articles and said, now read them, and then let's talk about them. So I have a lot of materials back there. A lot of it is free. There's a lot of free stuff back there. Help yourself to it. But I like to ask questions to people, not just, well, you're wrong and get in their face. It's like, well, help me out. Help me understand this. These quotes, and I I have, you can get the documentation for it of what these guys have said in their books. Could you help me out? This is what they're saying. How does that square with what you say you believe as a Christian? And so it takes a little work, and you can always direct them, do a program tonight on KKLA for 25 years, uh, open questions at, on KKLA, do one on his channel Wednesdays, same thing. Mm-hmm. And so if you want some help, we can help you with that. But just ask them, how does this square? I know you feel, you feel this is helping you, but could it, is it possible, as the author of Proverbs says, there is a way that seems right to a person, but then the ends thereof are death, Are are you really is this feeling from God or is this just some type of curiosity or some thing you're going through like a cat with a toy? Sorry, that's going nowhere. So here's
1: a here's an analogy. Do you guys all remember uh, raising kids God's way way back in the day? Some of you remember that now that got embraced by people in the Christian church, I think, well-meaning people. And there were some principles in that curriculum that were certainly good but it became almost cultish in churches. And it was basically, you're either a parent that's using this or you're not. And it became divisive because people said, oh, you're not raising your kids according to growing. It was growing kids God's way. And so basically it became a division point. Rather than being helpful, it potentially could be hurtful. Now, that was something that was really largely based upon biblical principles. This is something that's not even based upon biblical principles to begin with. So right from ground zero, from Jump Street, we, we have origin problems. But you could see how people can kind of get weird about, oh, you, you, ha- you don't get it. You, don't, you haven't embraced this. So th- those are issues that can come up as well. More? If I'm talking to someone who argues that this is good... What are the best arguments against it other than the occult origin? So someone
0: says, hey, this is work for me. Now what? Well, again, I talked to a Mormon, and he says, I, I have a burning in the bosom. And, and Mormonism has worked for me. Jehovah Witnesses talk about the transformation of of Jehovah or of Jesus, Michael the Archangel. And the Buddhist talks about a relationship with a Bodhisattva or uh, not sorry, the Buddha, but another Bodhisattva. And the Hindu talks about a personal relationship with Krishna. Then, then what about their testimony? They say the exact opposite. So, once again, experience is not the be-all, end-all. But but we really got to nail this here. We're not saying, I repeat, we're not saying this is bad because of its origin. Oh, that's part of the problem. It's bad because of its continued, unbiblical, false view of, of truth. In theology, basic theology courses deal with what's called God, man, sin, salvation. There's the big four. God, man, sin, salvation. The Any of the teachers on the Enneagram system all deny biblical doctrines in all four of those areas. They deny who Jesus really is. They deny uh, what our problem is, the self is the problem, what the cure is, what have you. Now, I know they'll say, but I'm a Christian. And I'd say, yeah, that's the problem. You're a Christian and you're trying to go along in a system that contradicts the Bible. So which one are you going to believe? Craig, something comes to mind. There's a gentleman named Medinwalt
1: written some, uh, I think he was, pursuing his PhD in psychology, also an apologist, did what Marsha says was the only objective uh, examination of the types and said that that doesn't even hold up to circles in this field of psychology,
0: et cetera, that would weigh it against objective. So the, no peer review studies that give it a say, okay, we may disagree, but yeah, there's nine legitimate personality types. There's no objective empirical data, even by non-Christians. People like do it because they like it because it has some affinity. And frankly, I don't like drawing this card, but I think there's an occultic allurement. There's a siren song that people are attracted to it. It's going to change your life. Yes, it will. I would believe it gives the demonic a foothold in your life. It's potentially a big distraction away from Christ as
1: well and away from his word. You know, you you listen to Jillian's uh, testimony. This became her gospel. She wanted to talk about this above anything else, and it took her eyes off of
0: Christ and off of God's word. And this is not, the Bible's not enough. You need more, and again, it's one thing to talk about going to a, a, a various doctor, a cardiologist, whatever, but there's objective data to back that up, and it doesn't contradict scripture. When there's no objective data, no scientific basis for it, and it contradicts scripture, you're about to get your third strike, and it's not good. Mm.
1: Okay, are there any live questions? We've got one here, I was wondering, uh,
0: professor. Ooh, I was just wondering, Professor Hawkins, could you uh, be more specific and dig down a little deeper on those, you said that it differs from Christianity on God, man, sin, uh, there might have been one more, could you just, if I was looking like at a chart in your class presentation and there was, here's Christianity and here's what the Enneagram believes, just so that we can, if I'm taking notes, to talk to someone to say, here's as a compare and contrast exactly. for those core issues, I yeah. think would be and helpful. In the, the time that we have, I would do a whole lecture on these topics. Yeah, but thank you. I would say, okay, so number one, let's start with the problem. We don't need a savior unless uh, we have to see the problem. The Bible says the problem is sin, that I'm imperfect, that I've transgressed against a holy and righteous God, that I am perfect. And the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. This says the problem is ignorance about who I really am. That that's the problem. The Bible says, no, no, the problem isn't just ignorance of who you are. The problem is who you are, period. And you know darn well that you're the problem. Would you categorize that as anthropology? It could be a form of anthropology, sure. But it's also hemartology, the 50 cent term for, for the study of sin. And so, so the Bible says you're messed up. The technical term would be you're jacked up. That's from <laughs> the Hebrew, I believe. <laughs> Let's just we hit the rubber on the road here, so you're messed up, number one. And it says, "Yeah, you're messed up." But then, salvation is embracing these truths and indeed getting beyond the nine personality types. Now, the average person thinks the nine personalities are the be-all, end-all. They're not. They're a means to the end. The Bible says it has nothing to do with it. It's salvation is through Jesus Christ and trusting Him as your personal Lord and Savior, plus nothing. Plus nothing. He's paid it in full. Tay Telestai, saw that in your office. Paid in full. It is finished, John Mm -hmm. 19.30. He's paid it in full. This says, I owe, I owe. A lot of them are into reincarnation. It's off to the wheel of reincarnation I go. So salvation here is, I'm my Savior. I save myself by enlightenment. It's almost like gnosticism It's not, but it's like it. The Gnostics believed you needed the knowledge. The Christians had mere pistis, mere faith. They were to be pitied among all people because they only had faith. They had knowledge, indeed epinosis, the full, complete knowledge. And this says you need the full knowledge of the Enneagram and all that it has to offer to save yourself so man is made in the image of god biblically not anthropology but we're fallen sin salvation god man sin salvation who is god the bible says there is a god sorry there are two fundamental rules to get along well in life number one there is a god number two you are not he
1: Well, you are listening to a minisode on the Enneagram, and this was content that was recorded from a special 633 event that we held at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I have the privilege of serving as senior pastor, special guest, Professor Craig Hawkins. And I pray it's been a blessing to you. Remember to keep us in prayer as we continue to fight the good fight for truth and to love people and to give the gospel glad you're listening. Hey, recommend this to a friend and I pray the rest of the content will be a blessing to you. Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com.